This week we are talking about the God of the hills and valleys. So um, next week we'll talk about the God of mercy and forgiveness. And then we'll talk on the God of miracles and then the God of God. So how he is the only God and why he is the only God. So we're starting this week on the God of the hills and valleys. It's based on this verse from Psalms 23, verse uh, 4. How many of you know Psalm 23 by heart? Or at least the first verse. The first verse, the Lord is my shepherd. Okay, many of us know that. You know, when I was a kid, my parents, you know, most kids nowadays, if the parents ask them not to go out for one day in the summer, they think their summer is ruined. My summer, when I was growing up, just went with me reading the Bible the whole summer. That's all we got to do. That was an exciting thing my dad let us do. Okay, that was what uh, was a normal summer for us. My dad just made us read the Bible. So in that part of the thing, reading, we had to memorize Psalms 23, Psalms 91, Psalms 121, and Psalms 1. So I memorized these Psalms. And Psalms 23 was the easiest. It seems like it's really small and it was easy to memorize. But Psalms 23, this is what the Bible says. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We all have to walk through the valley at some time in our life. We're looking at this valley as a down, as a, as, as a time when we're going through struggles or a time, time when we're going through something difficult in our life. We all have to walk through the valley, even though I walk through the valley. It doesn't say even if I, even if I might. It's like if we all have to walk through the valley in some point in our life. Uh, James chapter 1 verse 2 says, Count it all joy, my brethren, when you meet various trials. When you go through valleys in your life, count it all joy because it's part of your life. You know, if you know Jesus, then you have the help with God. But if you don't know God, then the valley seems to be even more difficult and, 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 and more, more problematic. We all have to walk through. Some of us, instead of walking, we just put a couch in the valley. You know, some of us, it's not God's will that we stay in the valley long. We choose to stay longer in the valley than there's a necessity in our life. You know, growing up, I felt like my whole childhood was ruined because my parents would correct me. But now that I'm older, I realize I had a very good childhood. But when I was a kid, I felt like my whole childhood was based on me getting corrected every day. You know, if you have kids, you know it, you ask them to do one thing, they always say the sentence back, you're ruining my childhood. It's like your childhood, you, you're just 10 years old. You have a long way before you grow out of this childhood. Or if they're in the summer and you're like, you know what, today you can't have another sleepover with your friends. And they're like, my whole summer is ruined. It's like, wow, summer is like two months. This was just one day. We just started summer. I just said, you can't do it one day. Like you're like, no, you, you can't play video games for 30 minutes today, ruining my whole childhood. It's like other kids are having so much fun. It's like because we, we like to focus as human beings more on our valleys than anything else. When something is going bad, we like to just, just put a couch there. The Bible says, yeah, they walk through the valley. See, it's supposed to be you're walking through these things, but we just choose to just put a couch or some of us just put a bed and just lie down. And it's like, and we feel like our whole world is falling apart because that's what we are focused on. 
If you're in a workplace and, and your work is great, you're, you're always like, wow, this is the greatest workplace. I love everybody I work for. I love my boss. I like all my people. But the day there's something bad, this is the worst workplace. And all these people I work for are the worst people. It's like, it's like, wow, what happened to you working there for 20 years and one day you had a bad day, it's the worst workplace. And it's the same thing that happens in our marriage too, where like we post on, online and like the best wife anybody could ask for. And then the wife is like, the best husband I could ever dream about. And the day you have an argument, the worst that I could ever have, I have no idea why I married you. You know, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to rethink this whole marriage. And it's like, wow, I thought this was the best. And it's like even when as kids, you know, when, when you're raising kids, you look at your kids, you're like, the greatest kids any parent could ask for. It's the joy of my life. And the day they disobey you or they're getting on your nerves, I have no idea why I had kids. You know, I should just give them up for adoption. Like we just go into this, this moment where we feel like this valley is the worst thing. It's like it's going to stay there for a long time. It's most of the time because we as human beings like to look at everything that's going wrong versus everything that's going good because sometimes we just, when the things are going good, we, we don't have very good memory. When our marriage is going good, we don't have such good memory of all the days our wife was great or our husband was great or when our kids were great or when our parents were great. We just focus on that. One day they said, no, you can't do that. It's like the worst parents I could ever have in my life. I would never have you as parents. It's like, that's how we are. And the same thing, it's like with God, when God's guiding us through our lives, through the valleys, and, 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 and taking us to so many mountaintops, but the moment our life is going through a valley, it's like, the worst thing that could happen in my life is following Jesus. I have no idea why I follow him. My life's a mess. You know, it's like we focus on these valleys. We all have to walk through the valley at some time in our life. God is with us in our tough time. You have to realize, the Bible says, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you're with me. You know, the Bible says that God, there is no shadow of turning in him. There's no shadow in him because he's the light. The thing that the devil does is the devil comes in between the word of God and the light that God, that God is, and then creates this shadow where it looks like your whole life is a mess. Like all, there's a lot of problems that the promises of God is not true. So now you're focused on the shadow in your life and then you're creating this fear based on the shadow. And the Bible says, God is with us. Uh, uh, David says this, you are with me. You comfort me. You have to understand God is more closer to you in your tough times than any other time in your life. When you're going through some kind of difficulty in your life, God is walking with you. Because that's his promise. He promised to be with you when you're going through difficulties. Your relationship with God changes because of valley experiences. When you're walking in the valley, your relationship with God changes because the way you see God changes. Some of us see God completely different and we walk away from God. Some of us get to realize that God is walking with us and stay closer to him. We're like, you know what? God, you are with me. You're walking with me in this process. And we get closer to God. Our relationship with God changes. Psalm 23, you see verse 1 to 3, David is talking about God. He says, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And then suddenly in verse 4, when he's walking through this valley, he starts to make God his personal thing. He says, you will comfort me. You will guide me. You will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You 
will anoint my head with oil. Like suddenly this, 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 this close relationship with God where, where he's not talking about God, but he's talking to God and he says, God, you know what? We have, we have this relationship where now you have to spend time talking to God and growing in your relationship with God. Your relationship changes in the valley. Your relationship doesn't change in the, in the mountain. It changes in the valley. It's not when God is doing great things that you think great of God. It's when you're walking through struggles and difficulties in your life and you realize who God truly is and how much he cares about you and how he's guiding you through those things, it changes. Correction and guidance go hand in hand with God. Psalm 23 verse 4, it says, It will walk through the valley of shadow of death. I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff. The rod is used for correction. The staff is used for comforting. You know, we don't like getting corrected when already things are going bad. You know, when you're having a bad day and you get pulled over by the cop or you're having a bad day as a kid and your parents try to correct you, you're like, or you have a bad day and you go to work and the first thing you say, you know, today is not the day to mess with me. Today is not the day. Like if you're a parent, you're like, you tell your kid, today is not the day to give me an attitude. Mom's already having a bad day today. It's like we don't like those, those days when, when our life is already going bad and then there seems to be just this one extra thing and God's like, you know what? Today, I know you're having a bad day, but I just wanted you to know we're gonna be working on some corrections in your life. Like, wow, God, out of all people, I thought you would understand me. You're making this even worse for me. Like I'm already having a bad day. You're supposed to be encouraging me, but now you're correcting me. It's like we get upset with God when he tries to correct us. But Psalmist David says this. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When you're going through valley situations, sometimes God's going to correct you because he's hanging out with you right there. He's like, you know what? I don't like this about your life. You're like, okay. I thought we were here to talk about my issues that I'm facing in my life. I thought we were talking about my workplace that's not good or, or my marriage that's going through problems and you want to correct me. I thought it was a moment to correct my wife. And then God's trying to correct you, and, and we just, the Bible says, you comfort me in the valley. It's, it's when I'm walking, you, you comfort me through correction and through guidance. So when you're going through a tough time and you feel like, man, I, I, I shouldn't be corrected, be corrected right now, and God's taking you through that, God's like, you know what? When we're going to come out through this, we're going to come out better. We're going to fix some things in your life. I'm going to correct some things. And you have to understand that's correction and guidance go hand in hand with God. If God is guiding you, he's going to say something. He's that, that driver who sits right next to you and it's like, turn, it's like, I don't know if your wife does that. My wife does it every time. We've been married for 16 years. By God's grace, I've never crashed with my wife, never done anything like that, but she always likes to tell me, you're going too close to the curb. It's like, you're going too fast. You're braking too fast. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, babe, I've been driving you for 16 years. It's fine. But it's like they still try to correct. And sometimes that's how God is. When, he, when he's hanging out with you, he's going to say a bunch of stuff. And if you're having a bad day, those are not good words to hear. You're like, okay, could you just stop for five minutes of not having a good day? You could say something. But the person is saying it for your good. They see something that you're not seeing or you're missing out. And, and that's what the, the correction is. It goes hand in hand with God, with guidance and correction. It's not all good. But all things work out for good. See, God doesn't say if you're going through abuse in your life, it's good. God doesn't say that if you're going through something very painful and hurtful in your life, if you're being diagnosed with, with cancer, that it's good. God says this in Romans chapter 8, 28. It says, all things work out for good. 
So God is not saying all things are good. He says, no matter how bad the situation is, no matter how bad the circumstances, with me, I can change and make it turn around. It says, all things work out for the good, for those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and trust and follow him. So whatever bad thing you're going through, if the valley that you're walking through is a really, really bad valley, God, God is not saying, oh, you know what, as a matter of fact, that's a good valley. He's saying, hey, listen, it doesn't matter what bad thing you're walking through. With me, I can change circumstances. With me, I can change situations. I can make it come through together for good. He will change circumstances and situations in your life. God can make those changes in your life. Luke chapter 3 verse 5 says this. Every valley shall be filled. Every mountain and hill shall be brought low. And the crooked shall be made straight. And the rough ways shall be made smooth. So the valley that you're walking through right now, God can fill that valley up and, and make it level. The problems that you're facing right now, God can change those problems. The situation that you're walking through right now, God can change that in your life. If you would just allow him, while you're walking through this valley, to have a moment in your life, God can make that change. The Bible says this, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. The worst kind of worst that you can share with somebody who's going through a bad time. You know, God is actually going to use this. Like, I don't care about it. You know, when somebody's going through a bad time, they don't want to hear about when God will use you with this situation. And they're like, when am I going to walk out of the situation is what I want to know. I don't care about being used for somebody else. Many of us are like, I don't even want to be used to comfort anybody else. I just want to be comforted. Forget somebody else. Who cares if somebody else needs comforting? I don't want to be the person comforting them. Because it's very difficult when you're in the valley to understand why you're even in the valley. And it's very difficult when you're in the valley to understand that God could use that circumstance to help somebody else who doesn't know him. We don't want that thing. We are like, you know what, God? I am not a good subject. You choose somebody else. Choose my neighbor. You know, you're like, you know, I know somebody in our church who would love to be used by you in this purposes. Not me. Not me, not my life, not my marriage. Use somebody else's. You know, that's what we want to say to God. But the Bible says, who comforts us in all our affliction. No matter what kind of problem you're going through, God comforts us so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. If you would just allow God in your valley to comfort you, to guide you, to lead you, eventually when you come through it and you realize all what God is doing through your life and how God, in spite of the circumstance, in spite of the bad things that's going on, that God has a plan for you and God has a comfort for you. God has a way that he's gonna use that circumstance in your life. You realize like, man, wow, thank you, God. But when you're going through it, if you're going through a valley, this is the worst, worst. Like, I do not want to comfort no one. Like, I don't care about others' comfort. I am uncomfortable right now. It's like, that's how it is. It's perfectly fine. When I read this verse, that's what I would say. I'd be like, oh, who cares about them, God? I, would, I don't like to be in the valley. But that's the thing. Valley experiences, you have to realize that our God is a God in the valley. He's not just the God of, of the mountain. 
Mark chapter 9, verse 5, it says, we all like to stay on the mountaintop. Here's a situation that's happening in Mark chapter 9 where Jesus is in the mountaintop with the disciples. And then he's got Peter and he's got John and he's hanging up up there. And then all of a sudden, Peter says this to Jesus. Master, it is well that we are here. It's really nice. I like it in the mountain, God. Let us make three booths, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. So, so Peter is hanging up there. The rest of the guys, 10 other guys are downstairs in the, bar, in, the, in, the, in the valley, hanging out by themselves there. Peter says, God, listen, this is a great thing. Who cares about those guys? I'll just build you three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. I'll just hang out here with you guys. Why do we have to leave this? You know, when things are going great, we would like to just hang out there. Like, who cares? You know, my marriage is going great. My kids are the best. I post great pictures of them, and I think they're the greatest right now. Who cares? Who cares if everybody else's life is ruined? Mine is going great. We'll just hang out here. And that's what Peter is telling Jesus. He says, listen, God, listen, let's just build a house, and we'll just hang out here and uh, forget everything else. And, but, but the thing is, valleys, we all will walk through valleys. Mountaintops, we just get to stay in them for a moment. It's, it's very momentary. It's not, it doesn't last very long. You just, you just get up there and you're like, ooh, this looks great. And then you're back again, walking down this long journey, totally winded out. <laughs> and you're like, what is this? But it's great when you get up to the mountain because you appreciate the mountain. Faith is not immune to trials. It's fueled by trials. Here's Billy Graham, one of my favorite preachers and somebody I respect a lot, said this, mountaintops are for views and inspiration, but fruit is grown in the valleys. When you're on a mountain, it's, it's great. The view is great. Your life looks great. Everything looks amazing. Everybody likes you. When you go to work, everybody thinks you're the greatest. In your home, your kids are like, oh, my dad is the greatest. It's like everything looks great. If you're in school, everybody's like the greatest student. They're like, I would like to just stay right here. And the very next day, they're like, this kid is a mess. It's like, what happened? How did I climb down that mountain so fast? We would like to stay on those high mountains and just say, God, you're the God of the mountain. When I'm doing great, you're the God. When I'm doing bad, I'm having some doubts. It's like, but God is the God of the valleys. He's right there with you. Yeah, they walk through the valley of shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and staff, they comfort me. God is there comforting you. Sometimes when you're in the valley, people might abandon you. Sometimes when you're in the valley, people might just walk away. Friends and relatives and neighbors. Sometimes in your workplace, things might change when you're in the valley. But that's when you have to realize that God is with you no matter who is with you or not. God is with you. And when you're going to just walk through it, you're not, it all depends. You, you could take a chair in the valley and put it down there and hang out longer than there's necessity, or you could just keep walking. Just allow God to walk you through it. And sometimes it, it could be a one-day journey, two-day journey. Some of us could make it a year-long journey by just hanging out. We just got a very comfortable, lazy boy, and we just put it out there. And like, it's just, I'm having a bad day, but... It feels a little comfortable. It's like, no, 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 you're supposed to walk through the valley. It's just keep walking. You can't hang out there. And don't focus too much in the valley on all the bad things that's happening because God is with you. Just talk with God. You know, one of, uh, one of the things that I remember in my life when I was in northern India, me and my wife, we were in northern India, and I, I had this problem. 
in my back where my spine, um, little bits of my spine was just chipping off. There's some problem that was just causing excruciating pain. And I couldn't move my hands. And, and the doctors were saying that they had to give me all kinds of medication. I had to take a lot of medications. And uh, the doctor said, we had to do an operation on your, on your spine to find out what's wrong. And, and I remember it was on a Sunday morning that they had kept the operation. And my wife, you know, just being the greatest wife, she said, you know, I think you should just trust in the Lord. You know, you pray for people to get healed. I think you should trust the Lord because the doctors really didn't have much of a choice. They didn't know if I would get healed or if anything would happen. They were just going to attempt something. And whenever it's your life that's not looking good, you don't care <laughs> about faith. It's like you're like, uh, if I don't go to the doctor, I might not be walking, okay? If I go to Jesus, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I just go to the doctor. You know, sometimes you walk through these different things because it's a little difficult when you're in the valley to trust in God. It's easier to trust for others. Like somebody else is walking through the valley, oh, the Lord is with you. Let me, let me give you a verse. But when you're in the valley and somebody gives you a verse, you're like, please stop talking to me about God. That's the last thing I want to hear about right now. I would like better solutions than God. That's, that's us. That's, that's all of us go through that. And I remember just, just being really frustrated, and, but I chose to go to church that morning. I didn't go to my operation. I went to church, and I was in the worship, just sitting at the back. I wasn't a pastor. I was just in Bible college. I was sitting at the back just worshiping God and just praying. And while I was worshiping God, Jesus had touched my body and healed me. I didn't even realize that. As I was walking out, I had carried my son, who I couldn't carry for weeks. I was walking out with absolutely no pain. And then when I was walking out, my wife's like, looks like God healed you. I was like, I didn't even realize. The thing is, when you walk out of the valley, you don't even know when you walked out. Because God will just show up and just change circumstance in your life. If you would just allow him the opportunity to intervene in your life. If you just keep walking and realizing that God is with you. Would you stand with me? We're just going to take part in the communion as we are closing. Church, I don't know what kind of valley you're walking through. I don't know what kind of situation you have in your life that where you're just hurting and you're like, you know what? This is just really difficult for me. I don't know what to do. I want to tell you that God is with you. It might be very painful and hurtful right now, but God is really in that circumstance with you. There were moments in my life where, where I walked through valleys and, and then I turned back and I look at it and I'm like, wow. I don't know, and sometimes remember some of the valleys because God's just always come through. And if you focus too much on all what's happening in the valley, because the devil is the shadow he just takes away the promises and the word of God and the light that shines and shows you the truth. You can just think your whole life is a mess. Your marriage is a mess. Your children are a mess. Your work is a mess. Your life is a mess. Like some of us might even question, I have no idea why I'm alive. It's like it's my life is just such a mess. You know what? In the valley, just know God is right there with you. He's walking in that circumstance, in that situation with you. God cares very much. This morning, whatever you're going through, would you take a couple minutes and say, God, would you just minister to me? Would you be the God of comfort in my life? Whatever it is that you're walking through, would you take a minute and just, just talk to God? More than people in the valley, God is the one who can change 
circumstance. God, I'm in a valley right now. I'm just going through some hurt and pain in this valley. I need your guidance. I need your comfort. I need you, the God of comfort, to comfort me in my affliction. God, your word says that while we take part, do this in remembrance of me. The God of comfort, who left all your comfort and came to this world for me and died on the cross. So that today, when I'm walking through the valley, you are with me. You care about me and my circumstance. Would you take part in the bread? The Bible says, without the shedding of the blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Our sins are forgiven today because Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for you. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, Jesus died on the cross for you. I remember today, this week on, on Friday, I got an email from somebody asking if they could go to our church. And, and he wrote this in that email. He said, hey, I'm a really big sinner. Will God be okay with me coming to church? I want to change my life. I don't know if you're here today. I want you to know that Jesus died on the cross while you were still a sinner. Not even when on a Saturday in the morning when you were thinking about going to church and changing your life. Jesus didn't die on that day. He died when you never even thought of him. Never even cared about him. Jesus said, I care about you and I love you. Jesus died on the cross for you so that you would have eternal life. Jesus died on the cross for you so that when you're walking through the valley today, his peace that surpasses all understanding can guide you through it. Whatever you're walking through, I want to encourage you, you're going to walk through it. The Bible doesn't say you will stop in it, you will die in it, you will struggle in it. It says you will walk through it. Hear the walk through the valley of shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Whatever fear you're having in your life, as we take part in this juice, I want to encourage you. The blood of Jesus was shed for your victory. Father, as we take part in this cup, we have victory because you claimed it on the cross for me. As we walk through the struggle, walk through the situation, in the marriage, Father, those of them who are walking through difficult marriage, those of them walking with difficult situations and circumstances with their children, those of them walking through difficult circumstances in their workplace, in their health, by your stripes, we are healed. I speak healing in those circumstances. In Jesus' mighty name. The Word of God says this, Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us both now and forever and as we walk through the valley. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.